0: Welcome to Leader Fables, a podcast where two lifelong friends and totally obsessed business nerds discuss all things leadership. I'm Jacob Evans and I'm joined by my good friend, Casey Clark, whose spirit animal is the logo at Starbucks.
1: Casey, <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm doing terrific, even more terrific when I have a Starbucks. But anyway, we'll be okay without one today. This is our inaugural episode. This is the very first one, and we are very excited to introduce ourselves and explain the crazy idea behind this podcast. Uh, We'll kick off season one uh, with a theme that might surprise you, but first, a fable. Let's see now
2: what's the name of that site? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Dub, dub, dub,
3: eMonarchy.com. Welcome to eMonarchy.com, the only online dating site for modern royalty looking to keep it regal. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dr. Nigella Charlatan, and my proprietary system matches lonely nobility using all 29 dimensions of compatibility. Oh, seems too good to be true, right?
2: Well, yes, it certainly does.
3: Well, don't worry, because it's scientific. I am a real doctor, of course.
2: Well, that's good enough for me. After all, as the saying goes, those lacking cannot be particularly discerning. Hmm. Question one. When suppressing the rights of those in your kingdom, do you prefer to be viewed as a all-powerful, B, Benevolent Overlord, or C, Conflicted Maintainer of Tradition. Hmm, not easy. I'm going to go with B, Benevolent Overlord. I like the sound of that.
3: Hey, Dad, do you have a minute?
2: Yes, Anne, hello, yes, yes, I was just, um, yes, yes, I have many a moment. I was just um, filing my taxes, yes, filing my taxes. That is entirely believable. Uh, do you think I can claim exclamation as a dependent?
3: Exclamation? Your sword?
2: Yes. I um, I, well, I need every deduction, you know. I mean, I, I, and I do depend upon it.
3: No, Dad, I don't think you can claim weaponry. Are you sure that was what you were doing? Oh, absolutely. Hey there, don't forget to complete your profile and be matched to eligible aristocrats awaiting your ancestral appeal.
2: Weird. Thunder Tax keeps adding extra services. No, I don't want a date. I just want to do my taxes. Blasted technology.
3: Taxes? Dad, you don't pay taxes. You are the king. You receive the taxes. Right,
2: yes. I I wasn't filing my taxes. I was looking for a date.
3: Dad, you don't have to hide that from me. It's been nearly three years since Mum left.
2: I miss her. If only I hadn't legalised human to dragon matrimony, she would still be here. I mildly tolerated her, you know.
3: That's enough. I'm tired of you moping around all the time. We have not executed a single person in weeks. People are starting to talk. You can't live in the past. You need to move on with your life.
2: You are so wise that it's hard to believe you came from someone who would leave all this for halitosis kisses so bad they could burn down a forest. Alas, I agree with you. That's why I asked you here today. It's time to make a change.
3: A change? Dad, I really don't think that is your place to tell someone who or what they can love.
2: No, not that type of change. A change for me. It's time for my next chapter. Time for me to get on with my life. It's time for my swan song.
3: Um, Dad, I don't think that means what you think it does. Either way, I'm so proud of you. What are you going to do?
2: I think the better question is what won't I do?
3: Um, I hope a lot of things...
2: I want to get out there, Anne, and where, where, where the people are. See them dancing. Experience a stroll down a street, yes. Maybe i would even start a podcast.
3: A podcast? Really? Ew. Uh, okay,
2: maybe not a podcast, but all the other stuff sounds good.
3: That's great, but how are you going to do all of that and run the kingdom at the same time? I mean, obviously, you have a lot of servants, and it seems like... They are the ones doing the work. Maybe it would be okay.
2: That's exactly my point. I'm exhausted. I've been working my workers' fingers to the bone, and it, it barely leaves me time to get ten hours sleep each night. I mean, I, I need help. And I know just a person for the job. You. What? You are going to run the kingdom.
3: Really? You're making me king. I I mean queen. No, 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 no,
2: no, 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 not at all. Oh, my. That's crazy.
3: Um, offended.
2: Look, sorry. I didn't mean to offend, but, my dear, you are not ready to be king, a queen.
3: So, what do you mean, then? Well,
2: I mean that I want you to run the day-to-day operations of the kingdom. Get your feel for the thing. Everywhere you look will be under your purview.
3: But I won't be the king. No. You'll be the king. Yes. And I will be the...
2: The most important living soul in the kingdom. Besides me,
3: of course. Ah, but not the king. No. You're losing me here.
2: You will be the manager. The highly empowered middle manager.
3: Um, where did that come from?
2: Those are the royal trumpeteers, yes. I, I have them play any time I would like something emphasised.
3: I have to be honest, this doesn't sound as great as being the king, uh, k- queen.
2: No, it really doesn't. But trust me, one day the role of middle manager will be integral to every kingdom in the realm. The title is less important than the actual job, but the success of the kingdom will be entirely dependent on your contributions. Kings and middle managers will live in harmony and rule kingdoms with efficiency and grace. They will always be on the same page, and each will be valued for their unique
3: contributions. So, they will get paid the same?
2: No, don't be silly.
3: Okay, I think I'm getting it. I run the day-to-day operations of the Kingdom, I'm responsible to ensure success, and if things go wrong, then I will be held accountable. But I report to you.
2: Precisely.
3: Sounds like a lot of work.
2: Sounds like a lot of work.
3: I think so. Can we talk about the compensation thing again?
2: No. But even better than high wages, I will give you the gift of a large and complex team. Okay, why did you sound the trumpets? I said only trumpets when I say middle manager. Well obviously that well, obviously not that time I said oh, Out, out, all of you, get out Now, like I was saying, a large and complex team, each of which have their own agendas, previous experiences and varying levels of commitment.
3: Oh that makes me feel better.
2: Ah <laughs> I'm glad.
3: And they're all OK working for the king's daughter. I mean, middle manager.
2: Get out of here! Todd, did you not hear me tell the trumpets to exit? Yes, right. Now, I'm sure they will be fine with it as soon as you tell them. Don't worry. It's been ages since I've had to put down an uprising caused by outright nepotism.
3: Uprising? Todd. I'm not sure about this.
2: Don't worry. It will be fantastic. You can tell them that I have declared they will receive the news with jubilation. They're waiting in the Hall of Privilege.
3: That is not the way it works. No way are you getting off that easy. You are going with me to tell them.
2: Fine. I'll walk you over as soon as I finish this um, quiz. Now, where was I? Question two. For a casual meal, I prefer to drink out of A, a goblet... B, a servant's cupped hands, or C, the skull of a vanquished enemy. Hmm. Well, I could see all three. I guess it depends on what I'm drinking.
1: Well, we hope you enjoyed that fable. And we're really excited about this first season to talk about middle managers. Uh, But before we do that, we want to introduce ourselves a bit and... I don't know about you, but I think introductions are kind of boring sometimes. So we thought, how could we uh, spice this up a little bit? So what we're going to do is I'm going to introduce Jacob, and Jacob is going to introduce me. We have not pre-connected on how we're going to introduce each other um so it could be interesting so you want to go first you want me to go first why don't you go first because you're you're talking casey and i'm (laughs) really
0: uh i like i'm on pins and needles i'm very much (laughs) looking forward to you saying good things about me because it happens so infrequently
1: right so (laughs) no i'm just kidding casey loves me and i know it yes or i wouldn't do a podcast with you that's for sure (laughs) Um, so let me introduce my good friend, Jacob Evans. Um, Jacob has a long history in the IT technology space as both uh, a programmer, a leader, a leader of leaders, the leaders of leaders, leaders. Uh, he has done just about everything in the tech space that there is to do. Worked on some uh, really cool, uh, exciting apps and and different ways to connect uh, clients with the the company sees where we have to like tell me what you actually did but uh no totally kidding and he is uh he loves astronomy he loves to get out and go camping which i think is gross but he loves and uh he one thing about him is he is the best person i've ever met with tools to connect him to being efficient and doing the things that he wants to do so i be excited when he tells you about a tool that he's using that has helped him, because uh, they they work. Uh, maybe one time we'll get him to show us his note system, which I make fun of him for all the time because it's it's so awesome and professional. So that is Jacob. Did I did I miss anything? No, that was fantastic. I am going to.
0: I mean, we got it recorded, so this is great. I'm going to send that, <laughs> you know, to people that may not like me so much and say, you know, guys, awesome. you got you should get to know me. This is why, and it's not in my own words. So. Yeah, I <laughs> I think great. that was great. Thank you.
1: All right, now I I now, need some love back. So, right, all uh, about Casey. Me, yeah,
0: man. I don't think there is a time that I can remember where Casey wasn't a leader, wasn't managing people, and um, I think that's really awesome. Like I think he was born just managing, leading. Um, yeah, I've known Casey for many many years, and he's uh, he's done it all in terms of. Uh, leadership and and management from you know very small teams to very 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 large teams and everything in between and um you know <laughs> I think you'll learn a lot kind of going through that experience and I am just so delighted and excited to hear Casey um you know clearly articulate for all of us his experience and all the learnings that he has um he's had along the way you know is is his journey as a manager. And, uh, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Casey is also, um, he, he also has a wonderful family. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're a great bunch. Uh, my wife and I love hanging out with them. Um, I think Casey also, he is, <laughs> he is like the quintessential travel nerd. And I don't mean like travel, like, you know, he likes to go lots of places. He not only go- likes to go lots of places, but he likes to go lots of places in style, so he has he's very opinionated <laughs> about travel and um yes. I think that's just awesome because um yeah I have learned a few things from him and and probably developed a little better taste um you know when it comes to traveling I have some 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 stories I'll I'll share those later about bad travel experiences that Casey's had with me
1: traveling <laughs> yeah
0: um, we can, that's our
1: that's our side podcast is a uh, travel podcast yeah uh,
0: so Casey, uh, we should... your background's in education. You have worked in banking. Um, you've worked in even restaurants, right? Managing folks in restaurants when you were like twelve. Um, <laughs> yeah. So weird. yeah, I mean, like I said, he was born to uh, to lead. And uh, anyway, I'm I'm super excited to hear about all of your crazy experiences doing.
1: Yeah, you know, some people are awesome born stuff. to run. I am born to tell people what to do. That's, that's <laughs> my uh, no. Totally kidding. That's so what not what leadership is. So. Uh, we both met you. We both live in Salt Lake and uh we've been friends for a long time. Uh but uh, I think that was fun. That's a good way like to get to know people. So that's there's a tip right there. Like if you're doing a team meeting, have people introduce each other. It's interesting to know people's perspective. I, I it made me feel really good. So yeah, me too. Like
0: this is great. I'm gonna start doing this from, from now on. I hate talking about <laughs> myself too, which you know makes it even better.
1: So I feel like I'm tooting my own horn and I don't know. Yeah. I
0: just don't like it. <laughs>
1: Let's get into our theme uh, for this season, which is middle management. No, we don't. We don't actually have trumpets uh, in our offices. We, we but... couldn't afford them. We tried, <laughs> but um, they're
0: pretty. It's pretty expensive to hire a troop of trumpeters, you know, just to follow you around, um, you know, while you try to record a podcast. So we did look yeah, into it, cause... though. It was, you know,
1: yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so we're just going to have to do fake trumpet sounds every time we, we hear that. Uh, but maybe we start high level. Jacob, what is a middle manager? I think people are like, wait a minute, am I a middle manager? Is someone else a middle manager? Isn't it just a manager? Like, what, what do we mean by middle manager? I will
0: give you kind of my definition of a middle manager. Normally, it's someone that is managing a team of folks who reports to someone who's managing a team of folks. Um, so you have this sort of awkward, it's a very awkward position where, you know, you're, you're working to lead a team and you work for someone who's working to lead a team. And, um, uh, and we'll talk about, I think a little later why that, that can be awkward. Um, yeah, yeah. That's effectively what a middle manager is. And most, most managers are middle managers. Like most of us aren't at the very, very top of an organization or, you know, serve as, um, yeah, like a CEO or whatever. Um, and, uh and and that's why we're super excited to do a podcast about middle managers.
1: Yeah, there's not much out there as we looked. Most manage or most podcasts were geared towards, you know, your CEO or your founder and oh oh what what corporate jet are you going to buy this year? I I don't know, you know, and that they're like uh what were what were the things you did to get started? It was oh, you know, it was about relaxation and meditation and no, it wasn't. It was about hustling and it was about getting the job done. But you don't remember that anymore uh, because of where you're at. So, and and we make fun in jest, but I think also Jacob and I have both been middle managers for I think the majority of our careers and have learned some things along the way uh, that we think can help uh, people. So we're, we're I'm really excited about this topic and it might just show how business nerdy we are. The fact that we want to start with uh, with middle managers and you know, I, th- I think we should talk about uh, how essential a middle manager is. And I think whether you are a middle manager, whether you're a senior manager who has managers working for them, or even um, you're an individual contributor working for a manager, uh, I will say out loud here, I will put it on the on the audio that the most important person in any organization is the frontline or the middle manager, because you can design all the crazy cool innovative stuff if you don't have execution that works well which is is really at the forefront of what what these middle managers do uh it doesn't matter it's just going to fall by the wayside so so i think middle managers are super important
0: yeah they're 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 what make organizations work in in yep. many cases um and and and, the, and and you know kind of the inverse of that is if you don't have good man, middle managers, if you don't have folks that are good at leading small teams of folks, um, there's a good chance that you're not going to succeed as well as you could have, um, yeah. or you may fail. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's you know, that worst was an case, optimistic right? <laughs> way of saying it. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm a forever optimist. <laughs> yes, I love uh, that. You will learn this about me. I love uh, that.
1: I was thinking about when I was in banking, we did this study uh, to determine what made different retail branches perform better than others, and so we. We, we commissioned this huge study. We looked at everything. We looked at demographics of the area. We looked at deposit base. We looked at uh, all these things, team makeups, uh, all these different inputs that we could analyze. And we came to the conclusion that it was three things. It was the, the, the manager, the manager, and the manager. It was the only thing that we could correlate um, that success to. And I think it just goes to how important uh, that, that frontline position is. Um, so, so I, I, I think, you know, they're, they're essential and and we want to talk about them and we want to talk about how to be a fantastic middle manager. We want to talk about how to work with your middle managers. So we have multiple different areas that we can attack this from. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I think, you
0: know, the other kind of point to be made is when folks quit an organization, you know, when they leave a job, it's not normally because of the company. It's not normally even because of the work, It's often because of their manager. Like managers make or break um, uh, an individual contributor or a team member's uh, experience at a company, and that's why they, I believe, are so critical um, to uh, success, or they can contribute so much to failure. Um, So (laughs) if you're, you know, if you, if we as middle managers, you know, want to retain folks and want them to be excited about what they're working on, then you know we got to be great at at doing those things. we got to be good at leading and we've got to be good at, you know, motivating. And, and I think that, um, you know, to Casey's point earlier, this is kind of an underserved kind of topic. Um, you know, a lot of podcasts, a lot of commentary um, focuses on kind of top line, top level, you know, leadership and promotes entrepreneurialism. And I think those are all really good things and all really necessary, but um, there's more to be talked about. Um, that I think uh, applies even better to middle managers.
1: Yeah, so, okay. So that's what we're going to do this whole uh, season on Leader Fables. We have several episodes and we have this fun fable that's happening. So you want to talk a little bit about the the fable, Jacob? What in the world is that uh, story happening in the middle of the podcast? Well, I don't know about you, but the people that I
0: like to listen to. They normally tell me like really great stories. And if you want to like keep my attention, if you want me to connect with a topic, if you want me to understand what you're talking about, you'll give me a story and you'll tell it in a really, you know, hopefully creative and compelling way. And I think that not only does it keep my attention, but, um, it kind of connects my head to my heart. Like it connects our kind of logic centers with our emotion centers. And, um, I I think that that's really important. And, um, it's probably like an under, uh, utilized form of communication. So we're going to capitalize on, um, on communicating truths, hopefully in a funny way using story.
1: Yeah, that's terrific. I, I, it makes me think of a, there was this guy who was just this amazing communicator that I used to work with. And, I would ask him you know how do you prep how do you do these things and and his response to me was like Casey you really have two choices when you're communicating you can either be a preacher or you can be a storyteller oh, and the good. world has enough preachers so be a storyteller be be someone who brings energy and life and and there is the the power of story and and I think even in leadership the the ability to tell stories of where your company has been or, or what your vision is, where you, what's happened, you know, it builds community, it builds uh connection to the mission. So, and I think it's just fun and it's okay to have fun. And, and that's the other thing we had our heads down. Uh, so in the trenches of business and trying to achieve our objectives and we forget that this is this can be fun and we'll and we'll actually get better results when it's fun. So let's make it fun. So it's, I, I think we'll have a lot of fun and you'll get to meet Anne and a, a huge cast of characters in this fable throughout. So uh, it, it'll just keep uh, getting more and more fun. Yes,
0: that's right. We are super excited to be diving into multiple themes using the, the power of storytelling. And um, yeah, the, like, like Casey said, this first season's all about middle management. And uh, we've got uh, uh, a batch, I guess, of episodes in production um, that, uh, yeah, will highlight, hopefully in a funny way, um, the travails <laughs> and adventure of a middle manager. Um, and in 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 our case,
1: let's take a quick break and talk about our sponsor, Audible. Jacob, can I give you a one-question pop quiz that I ask every leader on my team? Are you ready for it? Go
0: for it. Are there okay. are there any wrong answers? That's what I, I want to know that first.
1: Yes, there is one right answer. And if you get it wrong, you're going to hear the ah, buzzer.
0: Okay, I'm ready now, to get it wrong. You do
1: our sound effects, so you can choose if you want to insert the buzzer or just have me say ah, if you get it wrong, okay? Deal. Okay, here is the question. As a leader... What is the most important thing you need to get done every day?
0: I would say waking up in the morning is pretty important, like getting up, getting to work like that. That seems to be like a prerequisite to, you know, leading anybody. What do you think?
1: to oh, touche, Jacob, that waking up is, no, it's eh, wrong answer. <laughs> because if you don't do this thing, I'd rather you just sleep in and sleep all day. I don't care if you show up at all if you don't do this thing. Do you want to know the answer? Uh, I'm waiting now with bated breath
0: for the very most correct <laughs> answer.
1: <laughs> all right. According to Casey, the thing you need to get done every day as a leader is your own self-development. And I've met so many leaders who put everything else ahead of this in their day and they never get to this. So they they don't do the learning, the reading, the podcast, the conferences, the course that would help them go to the next level. They always are putting their team before them rather than developing on their or focusing on their own development. And that is a rookie leadership mistake. You should start every day with your own development. And we want to talk about that this season on Leader Fables. We are going to mention a book that has impacted our leadership, one book on each episode. So Jacob, you got a book for us today?
0: I do. And it is chock full of really great advice that has helped me uh, become a better manager and a better leader. And that book is affectionately titled, I love the title, Managing Humans by Michael Lopp. It has 52 essays uh, regarding how to lead, how to manage, things from uh, running an effective staff meeting to one-on-ones to when to say no, to what to do when the poop hits the fan. It is an <laughs> excellent book. Uh, it, it is written, I will mention this, it is written for engineering managers, but uh, there's good stuff for every every leader of every stripe in this book. Highly recommend it.
1: Okay, well, there you have it, folks. Uh, you don't even have to decide what to do tomorrow. You can just sit down at your desk and go to Audible and, or or Amazon and download this book and start focusing on your own development. Now we do have a special offer for listeners of the leader fables podcast, where you can get a 30 day free trial of audible plus, which includes thousands of books, podcasts and original content to help take your leadership to the next level. Again, you go to Leaderfables.com backslash audible and you'll get that 30 day free trial. Also, you can give this as a gift for your team members, which I can't think of a better uh, present to give my team than the gift of uh, reading and knowledge. So uh, please take a look. And if you support Audible, you also support our show. So now back to our show.
0: So Casey, let me ask you this. Um, If you were to go back in time, say you had a time machine. Actually, I I heard you had a time machine. So say you got (laughs) into your time machine and you went back to your 12-year-old self what advice? What middle management advice would you give him?
1: Oh goodness! Well, I'm trying to remember myself at 12 years old. Okay, you know, all on right, my, well, on my 10 speed doing my paper route. <laughs> so there probably is some some lessons to learn there. You know, I started leadership. Uh, I was actually 16, and I, I worked at a fast food restaurant. I worked there for a couple of months and then I looked up and I all of a sudden was a supervisor. It was a leader at the, you know, running the night shift at this, uh, fast food restaurant. And I think I learned more there than I have at any other position in leadership, uh, since, uh, you know, it was just, uh, it was a great opportunity to learn how to be a leader. And, you know, if I think of like, you know, tips or, or different things that make the difference in being a, a good leader, especially a, a frontline leader or a middle manager, The one that comes to mind for me is, and it may sound simple, and I think the simple ones are often the most overlooked, but it's know your main thing. And I can flesh that out a little bit because in the world of being a middle manager, the most stressful thing or or the most maybe even important thing is what your team is actually working on. Because... There are so many pressures um, you know from from your boss, from their boss, right? from from your team coming up or your boss going down. like there's just all these different inputs and voices and it creates noise and it creates friction on what you're really trying to accomplish. So I would say your very first thing that will make the biggest difference and made the biggest difference for me was to actually know what my main objective was. And it can't be 12 things. It can't be three things. It can't be two things. It has to be one thing. What is the one thing that we're trying to accomplish? And in that, then ask your team members that same question. So so uh, what I would do is answer that question for myself and then pull my team together and give each one of them a three by five card and say, without without cheating, without looking at each other's answers, without any input from me. What is the main thing that we're here to do, that we're here to accomplish? Let them think for a minute, let them write it down. And then I would go a, a, around the room and have everyone read what their main thing is. And it's it's pretty fun uh, because, you know, you, you'll see some themes, but it'll kind of be the same one. Or if not, you might need to clarify what that main thing is, but know your main thing and then get focused on getting it done and try to avoid the other noise that's going to come that's outside awesome. of
0: that. That's great yeah yeah i I could have used that advice when I was um you know coming into you know leadership serving as a middle manager um yeah that that that's that's really good advice
1: actually I remember a, a story from when I was actually worked in fast food and this has stayed with me for so many years, but it was i was shorthanded and it was real we the fast food place was right across from a post office um uh, and so at a certain time every night they all got their post office break. And so all of a sudden we'd go from like no customers to like 50 customers all all come in at the same time. They had a half an hour for lunch and they were not the nicest people in the world. So I'm just, I am apologize to any post office employees who are like, listen, we're really nice. These folks were not the nicest people. They were very upset if it took them uh, any time to get their food. Well, right, so,
0: so they were in a hurry. They only had 30 minutes. I mean, right, I, exactly. I can understand that. And, you know, when I'm hungry, I'm a little hangry.
1: Yeah, so the 16-year-old Casey, along with this crew of 16-year-olds, all were ready for that responsibility to feed this group of people. No, we weren't. And I remember just one time I was flying around. I'm pulling the fries out of the fryer. I'm trying to put the—expedite is what we called it. Put the orders together. Get them out. And I am just, like, frantic, running from thing to thing to thing. And I remember this lady—it was a customer, and she she's like, hey, 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 and caught my attention and was like, slow down. Just slow down. And I I think of that story all the time when I'm, when I'm at work and there's a thousand different priorities coming at me at the same time and everybody, my boss needs something. Her boss needs something. uh, My team needs this. It's like all these things are coming at me. uh, I just have to slow down. And I, I have a card that I keep in front of me that says what my main thing is. And I look at that all the time and say, this is my main thing. So regardless of all the pressure happening right now, this is my main thing. And I'm going to focus on that because it's the only way you're going to get it done. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. So, okay. So I want to hear yours. Like, uh, we go back and we, we get 20 year old Jacob. I'm trying to think (laughs) of when you first became a manager and, uh, you know, we, we pull away the Star Trek comic book and we say, Jacob, uh, what, what, what lesson would you tell yourself or what would you tell yourself to do?
0: What would I tell myself to do? You know, one of the things that I, I think learned a little too late, like if I were to go back and like give a single tip to younger self Jacob was, it is this, I, and this is just the way I'm wired. Maybe, maybe you're like this too a little bit, Casey, but I'm very process oriented. Like I think in processes, you know, I don't have a hard time, like codifying and trying to figure out like exactly what I want to do and having kind of a main thing like that, that sort of stuff tends to come a little easier to me. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, kind of figuring out, you know, from a process perspective, how to take that main thing and, and, and have it come to fruition, like making Mm -hmm. it, you know, a reality, like I'm really good at that. So that, that was one of the things I was really excited about when I came into, Uh, you know, a position of leadership where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. It's going to be great. You know, we're going to build this thing. Um, We were building software at the time. And, um, you know, I had a a litany of like features that that I was really excited to build Um, in that process of kind of codifying processes and, you know, figuring out how uh, we as a team are going to build these things. I really lost sight of the uh, of how important uh, people are in um, that whole process, and I think if I were to tell my younger self anything, it'd be this: it'd be Jacob being a leader, being a middle manager. And I know this is sound. This sounds su- super simple. It is a human enterprise. It's not about mm-hmm. the processes. It's not about um, the way you do things necessarily. It's it's really about the people. And I you know I hate to admit this, but it took me maybe a couple of years before I started having like regular check-ins with individuals on my team. Mm. And the, the amazing thing was when I started meeting with people regularly, when I started, you know, getting to know individuals um, as people um, that were, you know, working to build really great stuff, um, our productivity, the way we communicated, the way we collaborated, uh, it changed significantly. And um, I, I, because of those interactions, because of having, you know, taking time to to spend time uh, with individuals on my team, um, it was a big productivity boost. Like we we were mm. ab- actually able to gel and work um, as a team. And I think that's, that's one of the things that I regularly in my career have gone back to is like, no, this is a human enterprise. It's all about the people. If we don't get to know each other, um, how can we... <laughs> How can we do anything great together? Um, how can we build something great? And you know, I I think most of us are in our jobs, careers, to, you know, to do good, to do do good stuff for the organizations we work for and and yeah. the people we serve. And um, yeah. So that that's one of the things that I've learned is that managing people is is Way less about the processes. It's way less about how we get work done, and much, much more about the people doing the work. And I, as a manager, as a leader, you really need to spend time. I really found that I need to spend time getting to know people. And oh, um, yeah, that's, that's so good. That that that's my one like tip. And it's not easy. Like it's simple, but it's not easy.
1: Uh, no, it's so good. And I, you know, I was thinking, I I learned this similar lesson in. For me, and this makes me sound so bad, but it clicked in my mind that you actually also get more done when you focus on the people. So it's it's not like this, like, go out and hug a tree and, like, you know, jo- you go volunteer at a soup kitchen type of thing. Like, love people, right? It's uh, That's actually the way to get them to do the stuff you need them to do as well. Um, when, when people feel safe, when they feel included, when... Frankly, when they're happy, when they feel joy, they actually your team's going to produce more and you're going to reach those those objectives at a higher pace than than if your team is, you know, grumbling and and upset. And your approach is, you know, the beatings will continue until morale improves. Right. Or until this
0: process is perfect.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They just don't know that you care about them. Right. Like deeper than what they do there, but as a person and, and want the best for them. I get my point is uh you'll also achieve more when yeah. you do that. It's not just about being a nice person. It's actually you'll get more done as well.
0: Yeah. No, I I think there are there are so many benefits to just, you know, being a good person and getting to know people. And yep. for an introvert like me, that's really hard. I don't like to really get to know individuals. I love getting to know teams and groups of people, like that's easy for me or easier. But um, you know, spending time, spending one-on-ones, you know, with 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 folks. Um, yeah, it's really powerful. It's probably maybe the most powerful activity we can do as middle managers is really getting to know people. And um there's a lot of really wonderful benefits that come from that, as you know, Casey um, pointed out. Um and that's why I'm really excited to talk about kind of uh that's why I'm looking forward to our next episode where we'll be talking about how to fit individuals together as a team and to get people working mm-hmm. as a team um, because we're all different and we all have, you know, different motivators and different things that, you know, excite us and um, that, or worry us. <laughs> and uh, you know, fitting a team together is, is a non-trivial, I think, activity. Getting people to work together is not always easy.
1: Yeah. It was in the fable, right? I, I would give you the gift of a highly complex group of individuals, all with varying level of commitments. That's I think that's my favorite line in the whole fable is uh yeah that that's what running a team is like, right? And and you'll get introduced to a whole fun cast of characters who play the craziest uh game of two truths and a lie you probably ever heard. Uh so it'll be it it'll be a ton of fun. I also I think we need to make a commitment here, Jacob, to have a whole episode on the art of the one-on-one because me and you have talked a lot we about out. this and i'm terrible at one-on-ones and so i need i just need to like glean from your wisdom on one-on-one so anyway we've we, we got to do that on a future episode
0: yeah that'll definitely be uh definitely be a future episode for sure so casey one one last thing Uh i have a question for you okay what what one thing right now? Just you know to kind of open up the book of Casey. What one thing right now is kind of stretching you as a leader? And You're going to ask me the same question. I'm happy to to share. But what's stretching you right now in your
1: set, sort of role as a as a as a people leader? Oh man, I think you asked me that because you want to answer it. Uh, that's what I think you asked me. But no, there's. Uh, can I give two? Go can, for it. Can I give Go for two? It. Oh, okay. The first one is that one-on-one thing. And I, I shared this with some friends. I think I shared this with you that it's the thing that I always get feedback on from my team when I ask them, like, hey, what is what is the one thing I could do better? Or And, and they're like, really, only one thing? I can give you 10 things. No. But they're, the one thing they're always like, you cancel our one-on-ones. You move our one-on-ones. Or you know, our one-on-ones become an, I call it an admin-a-thon, right? It's just all admin that we could have handled <laughs> in an email. But I'm like, hey, I got you for a minute. Let me let me dump these 12 things. So. So I think uh, really being able to focus on that with all the pressure uh, of getting everything else done, and I'd say another thing I I am uh, working on in my leadership is the ability to clearly articulate uh, what is happening in a given area using data to support my narrative versus uh, beat people over the head. Nothing worse than someone just you know. Sp- spouting data at you over and over, but how to actually communicate succinctly using data and, uh, be able to tell a story of what's happening with my team without you needing to know every little intricacy that happens. Right. Cause uh, all the nuances, right. Yeah. Those are a
0: couple of areas I'm working on. That's right awesome. Now. Well, I I'm so super excited to kind of, you know, hear more about how you're working to kind of tackle those areas. Um, you know and you know as as and you know i i i asked that question so that i can really say this and that is <laughs> we, we never arrive as leaders like yeah. we're always going to be stretched we're always going to be you know growing and I, I and casey and i you know we want to share a little bit of our experience and hopefully you know by doing that um you all will will glean some hopefully morsels of of wisdom, or at least, you know, um, you won't feel so bad, like, cause we're all in the same boat, you know, still yeah. learning and growing, uh, together.
1: The fellowship of the suffering. That's right. right. <laughs> it's, learn it's, from... it's good. Well, I, w- I want to hear yours though. Okay. Uh, w- so for me, for you?
0: um, you know, and it kind of goes back to your one thing. like just, this was just last week. I was feeling like really frustrated. Um, I, I felt like I was doing like a lot of great work, um, I had a lot of stuff on my plate. I wasn't like bored or not busy, but I just felt very directionless. And, Mm. um, I felt like in some areas, particularly I wasn't, um, living up to my commitments. So what I did, and this was really helpful, it was kind of painful, but it was really helpful. Um, I listed all of the commitments from top to bottom that I have in my life, commitments, projects, some of them are very long-term. Some of them are very short-term. And I scored them. And I used green to like, oh, they're good. Like, things are good. Um, I feel like I'm on top of it. And and then I used yellow to indicate that, you know, it was kind of at risk. I was feeling kind of meh about it. And then red to indicate that it was like totally neglected, totally off track. And I, I hate to admit this, but I had more yellow and red than I thought I would. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a yeah. little painful. That's why I said it, it was a little painful, right? And um, and then after I did that, I, I went back and said, okay, is this something I asked myself this question, is this something I want to continue doing? Mm. And if the answer was no, it was like, okay, DQ it, let's just, you know, get it off the mind. And and I did that for a few things. Um and then the next question was is like, okay, I've committed to this, I'm gonna do it. What what is it gonna take for me to maintain this? And particularly for areas that I'd scored yellow or red, so you know, at risk or neglected. Um, what can I do? what What couple next steps can I do to kind of get these things back on track so that I'm feeling good about them? And uh, that was a really, it was a really uh, therapeutic activity for me. Um, yeah. and uh, and, and I'm excited to kind of now that I feel like I got my arms around everything that you know is on my plate, and I've ratified kind of good next steps. Um, I'm feeling better. Now you know the 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 trick is is I got to actually do the next steps. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, <laughs> uh, you know when we when we uh, you know when we visit again, I might give you a little update on um, on how that's going. But uh, yeah, I, I I you know as a leader, you know we've got to as Casey kind of indicated. You know when the leader's like out of control, <laughs> yep. everything's yep. out of control, and right. uh, and and there is there is a a, a real um, wisdom, I guess, to getting your arms around your commitments and projects. And, you know, as someone who's been doing this for a really long time, you know, uh, it's it's funny that I I still, you know, kind of go back to these basics uh, from time to time and, you know, got to get back on the horse and prepare myself right. to, you know, meet my commitments and
1: finish my projects
0: and, um, you know, do the hard
1: work. Yeah. I, I, I was wondering why I got a couple cancellations of meetings with no, <laughs> them. Now, you, you know, you're off the list, Casey. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got X. But I was, and then I was like really excited when you said, uh, anything you didn't want to do, you just canceled. So I was like, anything that's read and then, I'm, oh no, that's not what you meant. You canceled before you did the prioritization exercise. I get That's it. right. Um, man, the, I actually read a book. I can't remember what book, but it was kind of a similar, uh, system like that. Like every time you feel overwhelmed stop, write down everything you need to do, and then basically prioritize it, right? And 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 know where you want to go. But I, I think that's terrific. And uh I'm I'm glad we set the tone of like we don't know everything. We certainly don't. We jack stuff up all the time. Oh my and, gosh. And uh it's amazing how forgiving uh a team can be, right? If if you've established the relationships like you said in in your one thing that you would do. Uh, And that's, you want to be building those, uh, you know, I I think of it like a bank account, right? You're adding capital to that all the time with that people can trust you because sometimes you need to spend it. That's right. Sometimes you jack it up and you need to ask for forgiveness or you blow a deadline or or something. Well, other, I don't blow deadlines, but that's
0: one of the other things I really (laughs) admire about Casey that I forgot to mention. I am like a master procrastinator. He, on the other hand, is not. He meets deadlines. Yeah. He gets stuff done early. That is one of the things I really admire about Casey. It's amazing, and I, you know, he he kind of jokes about it, but it's really true. Like well, he actually gets gets stuff done
1: well on yeah, time, which is amazing. Not, <laughs> my, my workout schedule may disagree with your uh, with, <laughs> so it is. It's a trade off. So sometimes I should drop the ball on other things so that I can go work out or you know take care of myself. So anyway, that's a whole discussion too, right? Like the the value of priorities, but. I think what we want you to hear is, uh, we think business is fun. We think leadership is fun, and uh, part of the fun is getting to do it with other people. And that's so right. that's why we're excited to do this together. And you know, I think this whole season, as uh, you're going to get to journey with Anne and and in the fable and hear about all this this crazy ups and downs. And we're going to talk about, like Jacob said, putting teams together, how to get your team focused, how to establish norms and tenants and how to do strategic planning, how to celebrate, how to exit people from your team when they're not the right people on your team. Uh, all the fun stuff that comes with being, uh, you, you know, a, a fantastic, uh, manager. That sounds like leader. a
0: really fun conversation, Casey.
1: Yeah. I, it's going to be great. And, and Hey, if you guys don't like it, it doesn't matter because at least we get to talk about it. So uh this is definitely a labor of love for us because both of us would be talking about this, whether you're here listening or not. So we decided just to put some microphones in front of our faces because maybe someone would else would get something out of these conversations. That's right. Um if you do
0: like, you know, what we are sharing, uh feel free to to head over to leaderfables dot com and check out our things we like page. Anything you buy there will um uh, so Casey and I made a list of things we like. You can find it there. And uh, and if anything you buy, we'll get a little little cut of that from Amazon. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Um, and, and then, you know, Casey, if folks have questions or comments, we'll probably do some mini question and answer episodes here yeah. in the not so distant future. So if you have any questions about leadership, middle management, uh, sticky, hairy situations, firing people, you know, whatever the case may be, um, you can send that to feedback at leaderfables.com.
1: Yeah, and you can just send feedback to feeder feedback at leaderfables.com. You can send uh Casey's awesome, Jacob's a little boring. I don't I don't know. Uh, or probably vice versa is what you're going <laughs> we, yeah, to say. But yeah, we love your feedback. We will find out. Yeah, we promise we will read every bit of it and only ignore the stuff we don't like. So. Well,
0: but we'll still read
1: it yeah you know in closing we would like to appreciate the voice actors that helped us put the fable together mike drew uh jess nahankin and uh voiceovers by gail so thank you all so much for having some fun with us and uh thanks for joining us for leader fables yeah this is great
0: we'll see you all very soon Bye. bye